Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of From Performer to Producer podcast. My name is Buga, and in today's episode, I, I'm walking again. <laughs> um, I want to share something that's on my heart, something I've been thinking about. And that's a sentence that I've heard numerous times. Um, and that's um, that if you can imagine yourself doing anything else but arts, that you should do that. Or uh, if you have stage fright, then you're not meant for this job. <laughs> and the performing arts industry is disabling its artists and taking away from itself by propelling these ideas that some people are just born with a stronger mindset or born with a calmer nervous system than others. And only those people should uh, be performers. And everybody else is just like, you're too weak for this pressure. Should just, uh, you know, buy. You're not meant for this job. And, you know, in 2018, when I wasn't, I lived in Switzerland for two years and I had a total nervous breakdown. I... It was I, I went I was spiraling and that's when I started therapy. And since then, since I started therapy, I was like, why don't performers have obligatory therapy at Academy? Because what I've learned from now, you know, in years of le- learning about nervous system and mindset and all of that and mental health is that our nervous system reactions can be taught. Our capacity to hold stressful situations is something that can be grown and trained and in our industry there is this very set kind of rule and opinion that only certain people can handle this pressure there have been research that the most stressful job in the world is being a surgeon and then the second is being a performer because we are constantly on everyday basis facing one of the human race biggest fear and that's fear of public um how do i say that like of being seen <laughs> and of being judged <laughs> and of you know just public speaking and publicly performing and publicly showing yourself and we are dealing with this every single day we are um exposed to it every single day and nobody teaches you how <laughs> to face the critique, how to deal with rejection, how to grow your nervous system capacity to hold these kind of experiences. And some people learn it unconsciously through life. Some people are really are born with maybe a bigger range and nervous system, um, just a, a possibility, let's say, capacity. But this is something that can be trained. This is known that this can be trained and grown. There are tools that can be learned to deal with rejection, to deal with uh, imposter syndrome, to deal with uh, stage fright. And not only to mention that the way we are taught and the way the messages that are propelled in our society um, also encourage us to feel anxiety, to feel afraid, to be very self-conscious, to be perfectionists, to not make a mistake, um, to follow rules. Either you'll be out of the group, out of the, you know, our performing society, These are all messaging. This is the messaging that I've experienced and I've seen not only in Croatia where I live, but on international level while I was auditioning and living abroad and everything. And we just, we don't talk about mental health for performers enough. And I just had this huge need um, to kind of send the message to anyone listening. If you've been told that you're too weak, 
for this this profession if you've been told that you're um any that and any any trait connected to your mind to your mental health to your nervous system is not acceptable in the in the performing arts industry that's a lie <laughs> and that is something that can first of all be taught can be trained um can be changed and instead of saying oh well the industry is cruel and the industry is like this or like that and you have to get used to it how about we all start simultaneously growing our capacity for holding things like that and insisting that no the industry doesn't have to be like this because we're doing no one a favor clenching to this perfectionism and not being allowed to make a mistake and um you know this is how the industry works and that's why I'm so passionate about empowering other colleagues to start doing their own projects stop waiting for the big guys to run their shows to tell them you're good enough here is a role for you because now you're ready we have to everybody says this but it's true you have to start before you're ready um the moment i started performing on my own um and created a performance for myself an opera performance for myself uh and you know i did it in a fun way the music was written for me uh for the audience that i love to perform with with a storyline that i believe in with a message that i believe in it was created in a very safe environment uh, for me to explore my voice to play with my voice there was no pressure to science sound a certain way it was just like because i had a director who had no idea about opera and she was more interested in in the expression of it all um then you know this tone technically isn't right or wrong because it's funny when you work at an opera house or an opera productions um what will happen very often is that everyone will have opinion on your tone and everybody will want to give you that opinion um i literally once had to say it was very scary for me this is something that my therapist and coach taught me um while we were doing beauty and the beast um all of my colleagues wanted to give me their opinions i because they wanted to help uh I, the team i work with is incredibly wonderful and so supportive and but somehow we're taught in our industry that it's okay to just give our opinions on everybody and everything and so everybody would come to me and tell me what i was doing right or what i was doing wrong what i could do better what was blah 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 and at one point i got so overwhelmed because as always in our industry the opinions were very opposite and i wanted to please everyone and i wanted for the you know the the team to embrace me and to support me and to think that i'm good <laughs> and so but at one point i was just on a breaking point i was totally lost in all of these um you know opinions and all of these instructions and then at one i really respect this one colleague who came to me and said can i give you my opinion and i was like i'm sorry but no right now i can't take any more opinions and i i appreciate you wanting to help me but right now i have to listen to just two people which is my teacher and the director and that's it um and then when i was when i come down with my system my nervous system was calm and could process more then i came to her and i said i would love to hear what you have to say because i respect her as an artist and i respect her work and i know that she had the best intentions and what i love about about it that she she was like so kind with this and she's like oh my god thank you for saying no to me and i respect your boundaries and and this this taught me a lot and you're right and um just thank you for saying no to me and it was such an incredible moment for both of us 
Uh, and for me, it was so scary to tell her no because she's an older colleague I've been admiring my whole life. Um, and but she was so kind about it and she was incredible and then after we talked about you know what she had to say and what she thought and she was right and i i agreed with her and implemented what she said and everything but at the moment my nervous system wasn't able to accept it it would just throw me further and i communicated that that's something i've been practicing with my coach and at that moment it was most important to keep my nervous system safe and not triggered because i realized that it's impacting my whole performance and this is something that we are not taught and this is something that the industry kind of propels that everybody has a right to give you opinion you should take on everybody's opinion every teacher is right although they have totally opposite opinions and techniques every teacher is right every director is right uh, and you are just here to listen to everyone and make everyone happy. And that's not true. And we have the power to choose whose opinion we're going to listen to. There are tools, thank God for, you know, medicine and, and science and, and psychology and all of that, that knows now how to deal with the human brain that's not built to make us thrive it's built to make us survive it sees everything as a threat that we'll be alone that we'll be expelled from the society that will be you know hated by everyone uh, so it's not safe to be disliked but the thing is in arts especially because some things can be objectively uh, looked at but a lot of things in arts are very subjective and <laughs> You can take everyone's opinion on because it's so subjective that for one person, for example, again, I'm going to take my example of the Beauty and the Beast where there are two of us performing Belle and this other colleague that I'm her alternation and she's an incredible belter. She has this beautiful dark voice. She's very known in Croatia and she's, you know, she belts the whole thing and she is so powerful and so strong and I tried to do it like her, but I can't. And I, on the other hand, I, as I said, I tried belting it and it just doesn't work for my voice and it sounded very strained. I'm training, I'm working on it, but it just, it didn't fit. It just didn't work. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop trying because I had two performances that were really, they were bad. <laughs> I, I, I was not, but it happens we all have bad performances and that's fine i'm learning to accept that as well but um so we're very different and then the people who expect to see her they buy tickets they don't know who's performing when and they expect to see her and hear her they come to my performance that i we pre perform bell totally differently um and then they're disappointed and they're like oh my god no you can't sing like that because the other performer she belted all out so how can you perform it all that heavily and that's ugly and that's not correct and then there are other people who are like no that's totally that's how i imagine bell and that's how it should be and you can't please any everyone you just i can't i can't belt at the same time sing in my head voice i can't do that it's not possible and i make my artistic choices when i belt and when i do head voice and when i am louder this these are all my artistic choices that i stand behind but it's so hard to you know grow my nervous system capacity to accept the criticism and choose okay am i gonna listen to this is this something that feels right for me? Is this something that I agree with? Is this something that I... Sometimes we are very triggered by criticism because we know that it's right. <laughs> and then we feel triggered because we also know that it's true. Uh, but we want to hide it and protect ourselves. But we have to choose whose opinion we're going to listen to and respect others' opinion, other opinions, but not feel triggered by them or, you know... Um, 
put them on the pedestal and put them as an authority. This is what I did with my teachers. You know, I changed a lot of teachers and there were a lot of different techniques involved and I trusted each and every one of them. Not because, and now don't get me wrong, each of these teachers has successes and each of the te these teachers work with, you know, work really well with some people. But not all of them worked for me because I knew what I was looking for. I felt it in my body, although I fought it. What my voice really is and how I want it, you know, what is really in there. And if that, what was coming out was aligned or not, we always know this. It, we always do, even though we lie to ourselves or ignore what our body is telling us. But at the end of the day, we always do know. And, but I disregarded myself and I trusted them more because they are the authority, they are the teachers. And then everybody pulls out these phrases of, this is the true Belkanta tradition. Or, you know, I worked with that and then person. Um, but it doesn't mean anything. So we have that power of choosing who we're going to trust. We have that power of learning how to work with our nervous system, how to protect our nervous system. So if you were told that you're weak, if you were told that you're not built for this profession, just, just know that it's not true. Please know that it's not true. Because it's just something you, didn't, you weren't taught, something you didn't train. Your nervous system can be built like a muscle. It takes a lot of work and it's so hard to change your old beliefs and all of those years of conditioning. But it's possible and there's proof, scientific proof of that, that we can change our neural pathways. And I just wish that in the performing arts industry, it, this was taught and talked about that, you know, it's just, it's a lie. <laughs> It's a lie and not everybody's an authority and not every critic is a critic and has a right to say things to you and um, you have the power to protect yourself. So I just wanted, to, because this is something I wish someone told me, you know, I wish someone told me because I was so worried, honestly, I was so scared of performing as an opera singer. It took me such a long time to even say out the words, I'm an opera singer because I felt like a fraud, because when I would sing in concert, I would die. It was torture for me. Singing in concerts was torture for me because I was trying to follow all of these rules. I was trying to be liked. I begged the audiences and my teachers to like me and to approve of me and give me that stamp of approval saying, yes, you are an opera singer. Yes, you did this well. Yes, you're ready for this career. And I experienced so many times people telling me, you're not ready yet. We have more work to do. And some work can only be done on stage. Some things you learn only when you really start doing this profession. Some things cannot be learned in a room. Some, yes. But mostly I was just, you know, taught. Like, I was told once on an audition. And I really cared for this role. I really, really wanted it. At this point, I was already so sick of no's that every audition seemed like a life or death situation to me. It seemed like if I don't get this audition, it will just seal my fate forever. And I will... It, will, it means that I'm not a singer and it will just prove once again that I'm not cut out for this job and that I'm just not for this. And, and I came to this show and I was so scared and I really, I was so eager. And the director who knew me, by the way, he, I stopped and the first thing he told me was like, why are you so scared? And I looked at him and I was like, what, 
what do you mean why I'm scared? I want this. I want you to like me. I want this job. I, what do you mean why am I scared? Because I've experienced so many times that if I make a mistake, I'm not going to get it. And I will be looked down at and I will be talked about. And because this is the environment we're all working in. And it's hard to navigate. It's difficult to navigate. If you're not supported, if you get so many no's that we do get, it's so hard to not make it about yourself. And this is why therapy is so important. This is why talking about mental health in the performing arts industry is so important and building your capacities. And that's also why it's important to create your own opportunities. Because the more I performed, the more releasing it became. I found my own performing style. I, I found what I love doing and what I don't want to do ever again. I, find, I found the way to do concerts that made me feel comfortable and easy and that I started loving them. And this is why it's so important. You, at one point, you have to start performing. At one point, you have to meet yourself where you are and just start doing the work. And of course, we are never done with training. We will never get that perfect tone that we are all looking for. We will never be 100% satisfied with our vocal performance because that's also something we were taught about. Also, just because the work is never done. Like Federer, you know, he wins Wimbledon and then he goes back to the practice court the next day to, pra- to practice again, although he's the best in the world. Don't fight me on this. If you think Djokovic is best in the world, we're not going to fight about this. Anyways, um, that's, you know, one thing is to practice because we're going to continue practicing for the rest of our lives. But the other is you just have to start performing at one point and you have to start trusting what you've done. And you just, you are the one who has to approve of yourself and grow that nervous system capacity. So... Yeah, that's what I had to say. And if you want to, if you don't know how to start performing on your own without waiting for someone else to give you that role, if you want to start learning how to create those performing opportunities for yourselves, this is why um, I created with my mom, who is a seasoned performing producer, a platform called Vestals. We have uh, an online course called From Performer to Producer. She wrote a book. um, And... This is, this, is, this is what we want to do for others because that empowerment, when you realize, I'll never forget that feeling of when, I, when we had the premiere of this um, puppet opera for children on original music composed by a colleague and friend of mine, a young composer, and it was, uh, that's the process that I talked about before, about this, you know, creating in a safe environment with joy, something written for me, and after the premiere, I sat in my dressing room and I was like, after it all finished, I realized I had no stage fright. I sang, you know, for the, the show is around 50 minutes. Out of that, I sing for like 40. <laughs> okay, maybe not 35. And I was like, Buga, you just sang an opera. You sang for 35 minutes straight. And you didn't think once about being a fraud or being afraid or trying to prove yourself you for the first time maybe you actually just enjoyed singing and that was such a revelation to me and that was such a moment of self-love and gratefulness and 
relief because it was possible. I thought that it's just not possible for me to sing with joy. I just thought this has to be torture forever. And creating that opportunity for myself was like, wow. And that's the feeling I want for each and every one of you to find the joy back and that feeling of empowerment of I created this for myself. So check the link in the show notes for more information about Vestals and our course and how how to start doing this for yourself. And also I will be putting, I'll put a few links on people who have really helped me with my mind uh, and with my nervous system and, you know, some resources. Um, So yeah. That's it for today. I hope this was helpful. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I'll also put our Instagram handles uh, in the show notes. So uh, you can also write me there. And yeah, just take care of yourself, please. Uh, Yeah, and I'll hear from you soon. Bye.